This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions Podcast Post Game Show with your hosts, Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 282. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast and Post Game Show for the Reddit. And we're doing it live. I'm your host, Chris. With me is my good friends and co-hosts, Andy, the Sandman, and Case, our normal, normal well, semi-normal host. <laughs> you know, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, normal host, unnormal person. Right. <laughs> we'll talk about a lot in today's show. Um, it was a big game. A lot happened. I mean, it was a swinger that went both ways. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll have a little bit of round A stable discussion. And we will, of course, as we do in these post-game shows, take your call. We are here for counseling condolences. And we are your psychological um Shoulder to cry on if you need as we as we kick off the 2020 Lions football season. A lot lined up here. Case, are you ready to go, my man? Ready to roll. Let's kick this off and break it down. Gosh, I expected so much more in the first game. Come on, where's that? Ugh. I'm sorry, man. It's tough to it's tough to conjure that, you know, from the you know the energy is a little tough to come by. We'll get there. Right. It's gonna be cathartic, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it will. Got to get there. You, right. you got to you forgive me. It's it's week one. I need. I'm on the injury report. Like it was a hard one. I'm day to day. I'm day to day. All right, a couple of quick announcements first. Let's do this. Uh, check us out. Help us out on Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from our favorite place known as. Mom. <laughs> of course, our very first donor, Mathis, Brian B, Brian Brookheiser from I Prevail, I Prevail Check them out. You can join all of them and everybody else, over 250 people on the Slack by going to patreon.com, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast to be exact, and uh, donate as little as a dollar a month. It is the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. Even right now, people are saying smart things in their frustration at this loss and not saying fire. Detroit. Uh, head, head on in. Check it out. It's cancel a gr- Detroit. Yeah, cancel Detroit. <laughs> um, the feelings, you know, feelings are strong right now. I get it. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm right there with y'all. Um, but we're here. We're here to help. So patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Little, like I said, a dollar a month donation on that gets you in there. And it's a great, great place to hang out. Um, there was some real good stuff there for folks that are trying to find games too. a real slick way to find games that is, I think, mostly legal. Uh, it uses all legal tools, at least <laughs> uh, from anywhere in the world. So, hey, the Slack's a great place to be. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, Instagram, Detroit Lions podcast, and on the Twitter machine at DET Lions podcast. Give us a follow at DET lions podcast it's the very best place to see case Ooh, <laughs> just ooh. he's with a cinched up jock strap <laughs> <That's> okay <it. laughs> sam man are you, you do you have pants on right now i currently do not have pants okay. on okay because it's a little little warm 
I was I was hoping because I mean we got we've it's warm out there at Ford Field. That's where we got you apparently. So <laughs> I'm a, still in the silver dome. Yeah, it's a little breezy in, in here with no pants. Oh yeah, my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> the pants off, um, gaseous explosion from the back blew the roof out. <laughs> All right. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Um, we were, I mean, we were one subscriber away from 2000 last I looked. Help, help push us up. Case really, 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 really wants us to get to that 100,000 subscriber award. So, you know, tell a friend or two. We appreciate it when you tell your friends about it. We're only, you know, 98,000 away. Get, get, get hopping. Let's go. We, we're, we're relying on you. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Lastly, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever. Give us a five star review. If you can't find yourself, the the power to give us a five star review head on over to the subreddit tell us why we'll work on that until you can feel good about giving us those five stars okay that's everything let's uh let's make this happen let's kick this off and break it down i'm hitting all the wrong buttons but that's okay they you know it was the wrong intro but you guys can all go with it all right uh let's talk about this this is a game and and i'm going to own a couple things i said leading up to this because i believe they were true that's why i said them but um i want to start out before we got to the result of this game um because it it really really hit me right around just before halftime i really forgot about all these sunday feelings all these feels like it was confusing. It was disorienting. You had fantasy going on, right? You had red zone channel. You had all this. It was football. You know what I mean? And I was just, mm-hmm. I just sat back for a moment. I was like, this is great. This is what I've been waiting for. This is really, really what months and the lack of training camp and preseason, all that kinds of gets you ready. This is it. This is what I was waiting for. And I just took a minute moment to breathe it in and really say, it's here. It's 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 here. And, and and again, barring what we saw in the end, right? Did you guys experience that at all, or were you just like right into the game and like how did it, how did it, how did work it play itself out for you guys? I mean, I did get to watch half of the game on Thursday night, so that was like you get that feeling of sinking in that this is real, this is happening, and and that was a good feeling. Um, to see the lions on the field was surreal, especially when you look around and see some guys like so many, so many new faces. And I think that maybe the, one of the weirdest moments for me, the most surreal moment of the game was looking at Adrian Peterson sitting on the bench in Honolulu blue chatting with other guys. Like that's, that was so strange to me. How but, happy did he look too? I mean, at the well, end, they, they had that great close up of him after the missed field goal too. That was just, <laughs> He's, I mean, he's, he's a lion, right? I mean, you can say right now oh, he's yeah, a lion. Totally. He's passionate about wanting to win. And I can't imagine he's feeling very good today either. So. No, no. I know he doesn't feel good about this game, but let's just think about it in the context of like the broader season. I mean, if we go and really, really do something, I mean, if we, I mean, that's the thing. If we, if we were to, and I'm, I, this is crazy talk right now. I get it. We'll get to this. I promise very shortly. But if we were to be able to sweep the Vikings this year, <laughs> they laugh a little, giggle a little, but if we were, could we just, steal the Brett Favre forever a, a Packer uh, thing and just make it Adrian Peterson forever a lion. Could we just right, do right. that, please? Yeah, no, that'd be great. It would be Fall some, of Fame. Fall of Fame. Finally yeah. something to hang over somebody's <laughs> head in our division. Well, how about you, Andy? How was your uh, your return to football feels? Before before the end of the game, let's say the end of the third It was quarter. weird. It okay. was weird. So normally we have, it feels like months of prep, right? Yeah, Where yeah. The, thinking about the team we're going to practices we're checking them out in person there's a lot of news cycle going on we get to see a lot of players there's a lot of talk about 
who's going to be who on the team, what's going to be what, how everything looks. You know, there was some of that this year, but it didn't feel, it definitely wasn't as much as normal. So when Thursday rolled around, it kind of felt like a surprise almost. You know, yeah. I was expecting Thursday to happen because, you know, it's on the TV schedule. But it's logical, yeah. But yeah, you know, it, emotionally, it, it, it is a little bit of a... Yeah, I, I, like normally the ramp of, you know, expectations and everything kind of starts way earlier than it did. Thanks, so, CJ. you know, I think I'm... <laughs> I was middle of the pack entering this game. You know, I, I think I even tweeted about how I wasn't sure how to feel about this game at all because I had no prior thoughts about this Lions team because we haven't seen them do anything. CJ Miller with the super chat. That's so <laughs> awesome. That's why you get the goofy background, right? The, he the says, even on. when the Lions lose, you guys still are sexy. Look sexy. How about are that? Sexy, huh? huh? How about that? Thank you, CJ. You're all right. Really appreciate the super jet hit. Um, we'll keep you going. Um, CJ Miller. Hmm. I know that name. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it, it it is. It was really weird, and I, I it was just such a juxtaposition this year that that lack of of ramp up. So I don't know. I, I'm happy to have the Sunday feels. I'm sad that it feels a little bit like the old Lions feels that we had. We can start kind of working our way to that, I guess. Um, that one. That one really, really, that stunk. That, well, this that one, one will stunk. sting for a long time. This one is not a one I forget. That said, I mean, it was so much like what happened to the Lions so frequently last year. You lead straight up into the third quarter. You leading in the fourth quarter right up till near the end. And somehow the other team pulls amazing plays out of their ass at, at the most important time. And somehow... Our guy, and I don't want to come. Well, I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of players today, but I don't want to come down too hard on DeAndre Swift. <laughs> but there was a solid opportunity, and Matthew Stafford did everything he needed to do to win that game, and DeAndre Swift mm. couldn't. And and, mm, and that's that not point. to say Stafford didn't make mistakes in this yeah, game because yeah. he did. But so I got to say thanks to Matt. He says he farts better than that final drop. Yeah, that that drop. Look, he's a rookie. We can't let this define the poor kid. He's a right? rookie running back. Yeah, yeah, okay. Placing that much importance on that. He is, effed it up. He's tough. He's he, tough. He, he totally screwed he up. Totally did. Totally swift on. He, has he cost of time us the for win. Redemption. Right. He no. cost us the win in that play, but that play didn't cost the team the win in the game after the game they played. Okay. We can, right. let's let's make sure we kind of have perspective. After the fourth quarter they played in general. So. A minute and four. Two touchdowns from the Bears against this defense. And I want to say, mm-hmm. it, look, the Bears are no superheroes, but with no preseason, no real game action since December, I wasn't, I was actually a little bit impressed with our defense up up until then. I didn't think they were going to be superstars. I didn't think they were going to be world beaters, but they did, they held them to six points up until that point. That was what you need from a defense in, in Detroit. Yeah. I, I really felt good. And then it just absolutely fell apart. Again, Matt, thanks a lot for that, that super chat. Um, it just absolutely fell apart at that point. And that, that really just, that I can't indict the defense. I'm going to, I just got to do a little side thing because, Andy, I know you have something to say about that, okay? <laughs> I, I can see it in your eyes. The laser beams are ready to start. Oh, yeah. But I just want to, because some of the stuff's going on chat. You guys, you may notice, and this is the first time that these words will be on our our our, uh, our, our show, 
We never said dagger time. <laughs> that was somebody who's selling t-shirts. Yeah, that's not us. We're, we're, we're Hakamania. That's our brand. You can get those t-shirts at our site. But no, no, absolutely. We never did the dagger time thing. I think, you know, someone in the chat said dagger time is Harry Carey. Maybe so. I think that's someone trying to start a little goofy bandwagon and make a couple bucks on t-shirts, to be honest with you. But all right, Sam, man, tell me about why I'm wrong about the defense and why you want to slip my throat at dagger time right now. <laughs> <laughs> this defense looked the same. I didn't see any difference between this year and 2019, even 2018 to an extent. We got a sack. Uh, we, got, we got a sack out there. There was more manufactured pressure. I'll give them that Unlin had a couple of twists and stunts that we didn't see last year. But in the end, we're talking about guys getting blown off the ball in the run game. We're talking about guys not being able to shed to tackle running backs that just have a simple cutback lane. Even when Collins was out there, he would crash into the line and the running back would scoot over a foot and have five yards in front of him. You know, I'm just looking at a team that faced an offense that may at the end of the year be a bottom five offense in the NFL. And while we didn't look horrible point wise at the beginning of the game, I mean, they still were moving the ball around on us, you know, maybe not when it counted, but they were moving the ball around. And then at the end of the game, you know, as is tradition now, um, you know, there was a full collapse and you can say like we were down our top three cornerbacks, which is true. We were down Landon Collins, which is, or not Landon Collins, but you know, we were down uh, Landon Collins, Jamie Collins. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Oh God. But it's kind of schematic feeling. It doesn't feel like we didn't have a bunch of players falling down. We didn't have a bunch of players running the wrong direction. Um, You know, it kind of just felt schematic and that's kind of how it's felt for the last couple years and it's starting to become harder to deal with but let me put it that way let me i'll I'll give you carter is really good in the chat and i'm gonna gonna do it even though he didn't super chat us uh i think without the quarterback injuries we win the game but i still can't forgive patricia for the passive nature at the end stabbed in the back by their own dagger time i think that really sums it up well because i mean look there's no there's no doubt the the cornerbacks hurt i mean jamie collins I, i i I wouldn't, right? I mean, this is all rhetorical, right? But I just want to f- punch him in the face. <laughs> that was <laughs> dumbest, rhetorical? dumbest, <laughs> dumbest penalty. I, no, we're the Detroit Lions, and we've seen stupid penalties. I mean, dumb fucking penalties that do not belong on an NFL field. But that takes the cake for the dumbest. You do not ever touch a ref. How are you so stupid? Oh, God. No, I agree with that completely. It was a stupid, stupid <sighs> thing to do. And and what they didn't do. I do think Sable it maybe Lions. was an overreaction by the ref. Like, I don't. I, you like, can't touch him. The, you just can't touch him. If the ref had had any idea, like, like it, he, I get it. I get it. I get it. Believe me, it was a terribly stupid thing to do. Don't misunderstand that. <sighs> I'm not trying to take away from that. But there should have been some context awareness that he was in no way trying to, like, be aggressive at the ref his intent was not to be aggressive at the ref his intent was not to be a problem he was just trying to be he was an idiot clearly an idiot about the way he went about what he was trying to do but challenging a call and 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 if he was if he was if he was totally joking around i can get it but he was challenging a call really and i get it you just can't touch the refs right um two things one Normally, the Lions would have actually f- would have completely folded after something like that, and they didn't. Okay, 
that 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 was that's something that you got to you just got to kind of put in your head here and see what happens going forward. Stupid penalty. I am guaranteeing he's not going to do a stupid penalty again this year because he's going to get a rash of shit here for the next little bit. Mm-hmm. But but it's just I mean I think I think that one that one's gone. I've never seen a player look so dejected because he clearly had. No in intention. his mind, there was absolutely zero. There was no ill intent intended. Yep. It was a stupid fucking thing to do. But in his head, he was just trying to say something. Yep. And he said something with mild physical contact. And like, it, yep. it, it, for you and me, like, I, I, oh, I, might I would have totally like, shoved you, I would have shoved you twice you know, as I hard. I might do that right? at work yeah. as like to demonstrate, you know, something to somebody or something like that. And, and it's no big deal in the, in that uh, it it was. I was really unfortunate. You harder than that guy bumped him, and you squealed when we first saw each other at the airport for training yeah. camp last year. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, another super chat in from Matt. Matt, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Uh, will we look better versus the run with a complete defense? I feel bad for Swift. He would have gotten that mistake out in preseason had there been one. What do you think, Andy? I mean, I, I know you're. I, I mean, know you're down, but let's 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 put our analytical hat on I'm, and take the emotion gonna, out of week one. <laughs> I'm going to say no because where we were missing people didn't really affect the run defense, maybe a little mm-hmm. uh, on some of the outside stuff. Uh, you know, maybe Okuda's a little faster, uh, gets to the edge a little bit quicker than, you know, some of these other guys, but that's kind of a hard to say thing. Um, you know, we were a, a complete team other than outside today on defense. Uh, I mean, even, even before you're missing Collins a ton of guys gone. by the end of the game, but yeah, I mean, they were chunking us play one you know yeah. like we were how many let me let's count it up how many starters were we missing this week we were missing kenny we were missing vitai to to jump off the bat right okuda but he's not he wasn't probably a starter anyway and i did think that roria did a solid job today overall there were a couple things that that he didn't do great but like i didn't think he was awful i didn't think he was the reason we lost um we're missing jamie collins in the at the end of the first quarter right yeah uh, Trufant, how much time did, did Trufant ever come back? No, he missed like okay. a quarter. So we're missing Trufant. We're missing um, Coleman. Roberts. Daryl Roberts goes out. And Coleman goes out. And like, I don't. Okay, so I know how infuriating it is for some fans if you say, if you like are making excuses, right? But imagine if the same thing had happened to the Bears. Imagine if they had lost that many of their uh, either starters or significant playing time players. Yeah. And would they have been able to do what they ended up doing in the fourth quarter if, if, they hadn't, if they had lost that same amount of players? There is luck involved in football. And I'm not trying to make an excuse. I'm not trying to say there aren't, weren't other major issues there were major issues and i agree that largely a lot of it was schematic and and there is still a lot of work to be done there um it being week one i'm always reticent to make overreactions I'm, and I, I would say that just because week one looked a lot like things we've seen in the past doesn't mean that going for, forward there won't be adjustments but you the luck plays a big part in football it just simply does and we got so hammered by the injury bug before and during the game that 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 makes it tough for any team to continue to perform at their at their best i just i just disagree i think that this team regardless of who's on the field didn't appear ready today normally i'm saying this in preseason because we get to yeah. see them play a little bit 
but this team did not look ready. They looked slow uh, up front. They had no push. They had, you know, we're talking about, you know, a few players going down against the worst defense in the or the worst offense in the league potentially. Outside of like what the what the Browns did today. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's just too hard to to say. But all I can, you know, a loss is a loss at this point. And, you know, who knows when these guys are going to come back. It could be yeah, soon. It could I don't be know late, if it's but, I, yeah, I mean for sure. I mean, if these are all long term injuries and we're not back to full strength in a week or two that's it's going to be an absolute disaster and it's going to be a spell the end of the current regime like i have no doubt in my mind so it's not again i don't completely disagree with you that there weren't problems but i i also i i will stand behind saying it is really tough for any team to lose that many players both pre and during game and survive there's just so many things that those starters were prepared to do right and not even if it's by even if it's by a small degree that small degree makes a difference. I mean, think about it. So it's, there's no Okuda, who we really expected to be there. There's no Justin Coleman, the Trufant, right? Um, there was, who's, uh, who else went down? Um, well, and I think Jamie Collins is one of the most important players on the That's where I was going. Jamie Collins is a coverage linebacker. If, you you really saying, were in trouble there. You were really in trouble with your, your ability to cover and your, your coverage schemes alone just because of the guys that were missing. I got to hit something really quick, though, because Case, you hit on this, and, yeah. and it came through in the Super Chat, too. Um the amount of time that these guys have had in the preseason, I saw timing off all over the place, especially early. The first three drives the Lions had, you could just tell the timing wasn't there, but it it it, it popped itself up a couple times throughout the throughout the game. It wasn't great defense. It was the Lions not executing because they just weren't quite in sync. And I think a preseason would have, in a real training camp, would have kind of gotten rid of that. That's my answer for this question. But let me ask, what did you think about Cephas in his uh, first NFL game? Mistake ridden, but ultimately showed a high ceiling. I thought he looked good. I thought he didn't seem out of place on the offense. He was finding open spots. You know, there's a couple miscues where he turned in instead of out. And so in Stafford threw an out instead of an in and, yep. you know, cost us a first down. But that's kind of to be expected. He's a rookie. You know, they probably didn't get a whole ton of work together because Galladay was pretty much healthy throughout camp. So I don't know how much time they had together. Yep. Um, that being said, you know, he's a rookie. It's hard to blast a rookie that made a couple good catches and looked okay for the most part. I don't think he's, you know, going to take anybody's spot on the roster yep. or move up, <laughs> up the depth chart once uh, Galladay comes back. But, yeah. I right. mean, it, it looked promising enough. Yep. I want to make a quick point. This is uh, David Webster from the chat because it's a good point. Uh, even with all the crap, with everything that we saw here, we played well enough that we could have won with second left, seven seconds left in this game period. So as bad as everything was, there was there was still that that opportunity that we didn't weren't able to seize on. We relied on a rookie who had no preseason. I guarantee the timing on that and the ability to catch that probably would have been better with three games of preseason practice and the extended workouts that go with that. I'm now going to go into something a little darker because I talked about this on the uh, podcast, and uh, I think this is still very. I know very a lot true. of people in the chat. Sorry to interrupt okay. real quick. I know a lot of you are angry anytime I say anything about an excuse or whatever, but. It, you know what? I'm going to keep saying it. It's tough to it's tough to overcome that kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Um, I said this in the podcast last week, and I, this is something I think that's it's still still true. Uh, it, it's about um, this was a must win game. As stupid as it sounds, first game of the season for Matt Patricia was a must win game. 
period. The reason that is the case is because of the hot seat they're on, and we're playing against a team that is, by all intents and purposes, going to be the last place team in the division, unless the Lions wind up lining like they did today. And they lost this game. I'm going to tell you that I know the reaction in fans. It's a heartbreaker, number one, so you're going to feel the heat there. Um, I, I, I know the Fords listen to the fans and hear the fans and i'm just going to tell you that the seat the temperature just popped up 25 degrees on both bob quinn and uh and matt patricia's seat uh I, I, I hate that this is the reality, to be honest with you. I, I would love to like not even think about that or have anything to deal with that, and then at the end of the season make the decision and be done and move on if that's what we're going to do. But this is kind of like a whole distraction and often causes exacerbates problems that exist. But, it, hey, it's the nature of football. I will tell you, I'm not real excited for this team for the next two years if we do replace them. I'm not necessarily excited for this team if we don't replace them either, basically. So, um I, 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 and and they should be replaced, right? We're we're trying to we're reacting off of one game, again every year. I say this to remind people: the first game of the season is fool's gold. Uh, don't put too much into it, but um, there's there's a taste of of where we are. So I I would say that Matt Patricia is on the uh, on the on the hot seat for sure right now. So all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab a call, guys, because we've had a couple. Let's just start getting the the calls going. Hey, how you doing, caller? What's your name? How much have you had to drink? Oops. Guess what? <laughs> hung up on him. God dang it. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. First one of the year. Can, can I we, dropped can the first we... one of the year. Look at me. I'm freaking Cephas. <laughs> Wrong intro. Hanging up on people. Can we take a pause and, and sure. talk about the, the things that were good this game? Because there were some good things this game. Can we do that? Is yeah. that allowed? Yeah, no, okay. absolutely. I think that's important. Because <laughs> look, look, and that's the thing. Like, like was said, right? With seven seconds left in this game, we could have won it, right? And if we'd have won the game on that swift thing, people would have been mad about how we gave stuff up. But the narrative right now would be 180 degrees. People oh, would be jumping yeah, out no, of their we, shoes, we, excited and happy. The, it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was in the hands of a rookie, and and he didn't quite pull it in. And you know, that's just the way it worked. But it's a whole different world. So absolutely, there's a lot of good things that did happen. Happen. So, so swing it up, tee it up there, Case. Okay. Well, I mean, first of all, Adrian Peterson was a monster today. And mm. that was, I mean, I don't want to say that was unexpected, but the impact he had, if there was any player that probably did more to give us the opportunity to win, I, I mean, there wasn't a player that gave us more opportunity to win than Adrian Peterson. In the late, even late in the game, he was making big plays. And he got a couple of first downs. And that was the moment in my mind when he got a couple of big first downs where I thought we're winning this game. That was the moment I let myself unfortunately believe that it was going to happen. And it was thanks to Adrian Peterson. And I mean, like, I can hold that against him because, like, obviously things came crushing down. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he did a great job. And it's, uh, it, it, and, and there were, I've seen uh, some comments in various places about how much better he was than Kerryon Johnson. And I, I'm having a hard time arguing with that. I, I and I think that Kerryon is not the back that he was when we drafted him, but that's just the reality we have to live with. And Adrian is, deserves the starting role. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I I don't disagree. I was I was I think we were all stunned when he was signed. Nobody expected it was us to sign. It's one of the best him. running performances we've seen out of a single back in Detroit in years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And 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 so there's a lot to look for. There's a lot to look uh, look forward to with the team, for sure. Let me I'm going to call out the phone number just for folks because I know there's a bunch of you calling you wanted to get in. It's 248-782-8384. It'll roll by in the scroll on the bottom occasionally if you're looking for it too. Uh 248-782-8384. Give us a call. We'll take your your we'll take your rings. <laughs> we'll talk to you. We'll give you that counseling that you need. I mean, that's what we're here for. Um, okay, Andy, I want you to come up with some one thing to look forward to while Case tilts his camera up a little bit better on his face and, and, and pans a little. <laughs> <laughs> one thing to look forward to next week. With the um, team, yeah, next week and, and for the season. Yeah, you know, I think the offense is still better under Daryl Bevel. And I think that the offense will look better next week, uh, all things considered. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I don't think necessarily we had an offensive problem until, you know, and this has been a problem since Patricia kind of came in, you know, being a little too conservative towards the end. But I think outside of that, you know, we had those two big drives where they just demolished people. I think Daryl Bevel did a great job uh, calling most of the game. You know, it's obviously hard to call a perfect game in the NFL. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of the run fits looked good. AP was finding holes that carry on wasn't, you know, wasn't finding. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that kind of indicates that it might be a carry on problem more than and shedding offensive some line tackles problem. that other guys weren't shedding and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So we can look forward to seeing the run game progress a little bit more, seeing possibly more Adrian Peterson, maybe seeing a little bit more DeAndre Swift mixed in a little bit more at running back rather than running back, moving to outside. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how they, they play next week against yeah. the, the Packers. I think, yeah, I think the, the, the run game is a, a, a true um, shining point of that offense. I think that, you know, I think that's going to help. Matthew, he had a fine game, but I don't think he looked like the Matthew Stafford that we expected today at all. I, I just don't think he stepped up. So I think we're going to see a whole lot more at quarterback. I think Matthew's going to really kind of really bring – He's gonna ball out. I was gonna say he's gonna bring the balls, but uh, he'll, he's gonna he's he's not Tom Brady with the deflate gate thing. Uh, he's gonna ball out. I think Matthew Stafford's got to find his thing. I think there's a lot to be said for the lack of timing and practice these guys had in the preseason. I think it was it was really really bad. I think for Chicago, this is how they always are, right? This is <laughs> there's no timing issues or whatever. You saw when Trubisky, their number one problem is Trubisky missing passes. The guy had a bunch of passes. And he was through yeah. the first. Three quarters, there were a lot of terrible shots, and And then and then he turned into fucking pinpoint accuracy. God damn, because it was at the forty, right? He mean that Miller touchdown is one of the prettiest passes I've ever seen. Who would have thought that the dude who'd thrown the rest of the game could throw that touchdown? Oh, that was frustrating. That's the scary part, though. He turned it on, and all of a sudden, our defense was. Super Swiss cheese. Yep. So we got a caller. I'm going to make two quick points. Riz was absolutely right when he said that uh, the Lions got to quit doing those 40-yard field goals and start going for it. So got to give the Riz was right horn. Um, and that's. We'll go I mean, Jamar. Sorry, to interrupt. Why would we bother doing this if that was true? I mean, why are you here? Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> it's it's the first game of the season. Um there's there's a whole lot of, you know, it's not the end. There's a lot of good teams. I remember when the New England Patriots lost to the Kansas City Chiefs who were crappy at the beginning of the year and everyone wrote them off and they won a Super Bowl. It's it's game 1, folks. Don't even dust off the toasters yet. We'll keep moving. All right. 
Uh, caller, I'm sorry you had to wait for us to be so rambly and noisy. What's your name and how much have you had so far? Uh, yeah, this is uh, Brett Kuznow. Hey, Brett. Um, I had, I had uh, probably about four beers through the first three quarters and then probably about six in the fourth quarter, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a you know, you know, just a guess. No, I mean, uh, yeah, I, that was pretty brutal. I'm, I, you know, I mean, part of me, I'm sitting there screaming at my TV, fire Patricia before the end of the game. <laughs> don't, don't, don't let him leave the stadium. But I, I, I'm starting to calm down. And I'm starting to kind of see the whole. It is the first game of the season, but this is a guy who is, o two and one in season openers including going to at home <laughs> so i'm not I, I i'm trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel stafford totally outplayed trubisky the whole game until the fourth quarter and adrian peterson showed up every other running back on the roster yeah. but i honestly i'm kind of at a loss to to with the defense I know we lost, what, three cornerbacks? Uh, well, Okuda was out, and then we lost Trufant and Coleman during the game. Yep. But I'm just like, why can they not stop anything? This was Mitch Trubisky. This was not Aaron Rodgers. This wasn't Kirk Cousins. I, it, it, is there hope somewhere for this defense? Schematic. I'm, it's, so, it's schematic. <laughs> they had six points until two minutes left in the fourth quarter. We got to remember that, and and the game. It's a different kind of defense. And this is this is. I'm not going to disagree with your your uh, your idea that it's schematic, uh, Sam. Man, but I, again, we were we were down a lot of guys. Happens, right? You got to be able to pull through. But I think it was what five guys we were missing, whatever, out of a eleven person defense. There's a lot of people to be missing. Okay, uh, number one. But number two, the schematic failure always seems to come when we have a lead at the end. They held they held the team to six points through two minutes left in the game. About we we should not have lost that game. The defense performed absolutely, and I knew it. I'll tell you, you know, I'll I'll, I'll move my family up here and I'll make them testify. The second Matt Prater's uh, ball hit that goal oh, post. God. I said they are going to get the ball. Low they're going to score it. They're going to get a two yeah. uh, a two point conversion and they're going to get a touchdown. I mean, I just knew it. I just knew it. I said this is the momentum swing, and I, we've seen it so many freaking times. And it just it, it, and I knew it was going to happen. It happened different than I thought it would. But they'll tell you, I predicted it immediately the second that happened. And uh, and it was like sure. you know you got to pull yourself out of that as a fan because look, they almost won it in the end. But it is absolutely, I think you know to Sandman's point. Schematic, but it is the two-minute defense. It is the the three-minute or four-minute defense where they absolutely continue to fail and get just stuffed. And I don't know if it's if it's if it's the pass rush. I mean, look, is it that people get injured every game and we're just not don't have the depth to handle the last two minutes after all the injuries? If, if and when someone starts, I mean, they won the game because they were throwing the ball. And Mitchell Trubisky suddenly got accurate, and oh, by the way, we were down three, four, whatever cornerbacks at the time, and and a, our coverage linebacker and Collins. Of course, you, you they attacked where we were the weakest and where we were where we were the slimmest. I didn't see a whole lot of uh, give ups, you know, plays given up by Armani Arroyo during that time. I said it. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see any kind of gross mistakes on his part. 
right? I just saw a lot of backup guys struggling and and, and showing the reason why they're not starters in the freaking NFL. And and he had a team with a back against the wall that was chucking it, and suddenly he had a freaking Mitch Trubisky who found out how to throw a goddamn football. A low key, and, and I, <laughs> it sucks to hate on him because we all love him so much. But if Matt Prater oh. hit that field goal, and I know it's a long field goal, so I'm not like he'd hit three previous. So I'm not trying to say he, you know, I I can't. I'm not trying to hang the whole game on him or anything. But if he hits that field goal, we easily get into field goal range at the end of the game, and that's the win. Yeah. How much does the boneheaded penalty by Collins do you think really uh, hurt that defense? Oh, God, I think it hurt a lot because it was so early in the game, and I think he's such an important player. Yeah. Like, and, and you could talk about I, – I, I agree. I do, I, I do want to say, uh, Andy Sandman, that mm-hmm. I do agree that there's some schematic issues. But when you take a player like Jamie Collins, who is such a foundational piece – out in the first quarter, it changes what you are able to do. And it changes, especially in week one in a, in a season like this and all these things. I think that that altered the way they were able to play the game after that. And I'm not necessarily saying they were doing amazing before that because they weren't, especially against the run. But I don't know that you can say that a player who seems so foundational to them doesn't matter at all. I feel like that's... I mean, losing Collins sucks. It definitely sucks. But, you know, if your team doesn't have depth to replace one guy... Well, no, I agree with that, but it wasn't just one guy. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean, we're talking about a a game that featuring any other NFL quarterback outside of Mitchell Trubisky... Like this is possibly a blowout by the Bears. I he, feel like, like they there missed a lot like of... so many easy passes that were super first downs. They were zero for eight on third downs for a while. It should have been four for eight. You know, just on bad like bad throws. You know, it makes it really hard to, and that's what makes it hard for me is that like I've said before, this is possibly the worst offense that they're going to face all year, and they didn't look good right. regardless of who was on the field yeah. or who wasn't on the field. Like. Well, yeah, you need to look Green, better than Green that Bay against put the worst up like offense. Forty-three today against uh, the Minnesota defense. I mean, next week could be a you know a manslaughter. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Well, I'm thinking oh, about. I wanted to say the Jaguars, but I saw last I saw Minshew was 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 chewing shit up today, like pretty pretty yeah, good. Like Nineteen yeah, for twenty. Or yeah, something they want to come back to beat him. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, that's crazy. Here's what always happens. This is this is what always happens when we struggle in a loss and a, and a close loss. I am prone to find a lot of reasons that it, it, we were at a, on a disadvantage when we win a close win, all of a sudden everybody's calling me a hater and a doubter. So like, I understand, I understand, but like if we had won this game by either the swift touchdown or if Matt Prater hit that field goal and then been able to get another one at the end of the game, we'd be getting so much different response, even though everything outside of those two plays would have been exactly the same. I think, yeah, there's, there's, Hey Brett, uh, thanks for the comment. I'm going to, I'm going to let you uh, rock and roll. We're going to keep it open for some other two. I I do want to just real quick. I want to mention my, my MVP is actually Jack Fox. That guy did awesome. 
Oh yeah. shit! He oh, looks man. so much like Stafford too. I thought I was like, why is Stafford back to punt the ball? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looks he, so much like him in the helmet. Joey Harrington, even with the curse of Joey Harrington on his chest. But thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but those those Joey Harrington jerseys are back in style now. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, no, Fox Fox really did look good. I'm I'm. It's early. It's season one. I'm not or game one. I'm not convinced about pulling out the toasters. I will say though, like I said, Patricia Quinn, their seats are warmer, and there's oh, a yeah, short, definitely. short leash. No I think on this team right now, from fans, from ownership, from everybody involved, and uh, I think the players know it. I think the the coaching staff know it. How do they show up with? Uh, with Green Bay, that that's going to be an interesting game. If this team that we saw today is the team that shows up against Green Bay, it's going to be just like Andy said, right? It's just going to be absolutely an abomination. Manslaughter um, is what the caller called it. <laughs> no, I, I'm thinking at least second degree, or maybe you could even <laughs> prove intent. I don't know. It's going to be bad. Definitely intent. Yeah. Definitely intent. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's going to be easy. Hey, I want to really, really quick hit on something. Um there's two things. One's one's an announcement that's that, that people are gonna love. Um, and the other, I gotta hit this one. So let me just do this one. If you're looking for any of the the relief that you can get from CBD, uh, you know that 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 magic oil sometimes in gummies and other places, head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. We've got all your great stuff there. Uh, I use it. Helps with sleep. Helps with a little bit of pain. I've actually started using the cream as I've started working out here and knock off the COVID couples, and it's it's absolutely helpful for the the muscles to get better. Um, as you guys know, we don't put anything out on the show or talk about anything unless we're we're users or believe in it, and uh, absolutely, absolutely good stuff. It's from uh, the guys at Diamond CBD. They have great, great product. It's potent, it works, and it's legal in all 50 states. You can use it and go operate heavy machinery without a problem. It's nice. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get yourself feeling good, looking good, and out and ready to rock and roll. Uh, I don't know if it's going to help with the lion's pain. I will let you know maybe in a day or two after I've uh, done that test. But if you go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com, there's some great discounts. Last I saw, there was uh, 55% uh, sales going on. So it's definitely worth it. All right. With all that being said, let's talk a little bit more about... Um, hey, can I bring up another positive? We'll take this call first and then you can, Case. How about that? Okay. All right. Hey, caller, what's your name? What do you? How much have you had to drink? This is Matt Leffler, and I've had nothing to drink, but I am laying in bed with a smoke-caused headache because of Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you, man. You you, you got all the effects of the CBD plus plus THC. So what's what's going on, man? I mean, it was it was not an easy game to to kind of wrap up there at the end. It was it was fun. I had a blast watching it all the way up to the last two minutes. Yeah, it, it was great. One thing um, I did want to bring up, and I feel like Sandman kind of addressed this, was um, actually, Chris, you were talking about how, like, the Lions were in it, you know, until, like, the last five minutes, and they kicked them to the six point. But one thing I noticed, and this is probably a lot more with, like, the coverage um, linebacker and the corners being out. But, I mean... The thing that really concerned me the most was the fact that the Lions had an extra player on defense. Uh, they had 12 to 14 players because Trubisky. And um, because there were a lot of guys getting open. So that's my concern. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and this, is, this is the thing. I think Chicago wins the division 
if they have a good quarterback, period. I think they're that good of a team. They've got the receivers. They've got a decent offensive line. Um, their defense is just smack down tough. They've got a great defense. I think they can easily win the division if they had a decent quarterback. Why the hell they did what they did in the offseason? I, 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 it's inexplicable to me, but I, I'm, I'm glad they did it. <laughs> Although I wish they did a little less, but uh, no, it's they they are a really 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 good team. They are just hampered by an absolute ass quarterback, and um, most of the help we got was because because of that. But you saw those receivers making almost one handed grabs. If those if those passes were even close, right? Those receivers they're all good enough to have made those catches, and we're down you know a ton. So. One bad player, it's albeit at a very, very key and important position, almost cost them the game. Um, and that's why I kind of feel good about how we played against everybody else. Uh, at the same okay. time, I'm nervous about seeing what Aaron Rodgers is going to do against us next week, to be honest. Yeah, we'll have to watch the replay of the game, oh, for sorry. sure. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, it's, it's okay. I was excited... <clears throat> Unlike a lot of people on Reddit, um, I was excited about how well the offense once it started clicking. It just it just shredded the the Bears defense, and the Bears defense is obviously really good. And you know that yet there they kept going, marching down the field. And how many times did they start deep in their own end zone or their own uh, half, and then you know get at least across midfield? and then kind of win the whole field position battle. It just, I don't know. I was impressed with the Lions offense today for the for most part, except for, you know, the unfortunate drop. Yeah. You know, the offense, like I, I said a little bit earlier, I think the offense looks fine. I don't think that there's mm-hmm. a real big problem with the offense per se. Um, you know, I think play calling got a little conservative at the end of the game, but that's, you know, NFL football, the Lions reap the benefits of that, uh, <laughs> What year did we have all those uh, comebacks, 2016? You know, we kind of reaped the benefits of teams doing that to us. Uh, you know, I think overall, as the year progresses, we'll see more out of Cephas. We'll get Galladay back. You know, missing Galladay was probably worse for the team than missing any of those cornerbacks today, in my opinion, just because we had zero deep threat. You know, we had a couple long throws that were just long progressing throws. You know, we didn't have anybody bust any down the field, really. We had the one incompletion. Um, but, you know, I think overall the offense is in much better position to get us rolling. And if we're going to see wins this year, we're going to string a bunch of wins together, it'll probably be because the Lions is, are, you know, they're getting us to 30 points. <laughs> I think, you know, and I, I want to address the idea of the of the offense slowing down or playing conservative, you know, when you're at eight minutes and you got a lead of what was it, 20 uh, or 17, whatever, whatever 17. the lead was, 17, yeah. Um, you tend to want to run the ball. And it, you, if you look at the success the Lions were having with. Um, and it looked like they were going to with Peterson know, in the fourth. Like the for a minute there, it looked having. like it was actually going to fucking work. But. But yeah, we were having success and, and there was no reason to think that it wouldn't work except last year, the year before, we've had no ability to run like a four minute defense or a, or a six minute defense. And and 
or or, or offense, sorry, <laughs> and um and and run the clock out. And I think they felt like they could this year, and they they hit a wall on that. And that happens sometimes. We may have the ability to do that. You know, if if we'd have been successful in running that ball and grinding the the clock down, and even you know took another minute and a half off and and ended with a field goal, right? It's it's again, it's a whole different ball game. And all of a sudden, those were were not bad choices to make. I think though, I'm I'm with Sam in 100 percent saying there's a schematic issue with this defense but i think it's that 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 late game two minute um speed offense the two minute offense trying to stop against that we just don't do that well at all well and one of the things is with the offense is that daryl bevel kind of makes his living on misdirection play action pass uh you know the defense not 100 percent knowing what's going on when the Lions get into eight-minute offense or four-minute offense with a lead, you know, that's they run the ball. So teams can tee off on it. We end up with, you know, a two-yard gain, a one-yard gain. And statistically, it's kind of a weird thing. And I'll, I'll maybe I'll tweet about it later. But Stafford struggles on third and longs. Yeah. He just does. Because he's a gunslinger, he really wants to force it in. He just statistically struggles with that. And so when we put ourselves in those positions by being – obvious with our play calling at the end of games i think that's when things start to slightly unravel and we have wasted you know possessions and things like that that end up hurting us in the end hurting our defense even i i I mean i think does stafford struggle on third and longs compared to the rest of the league is that what you're saying well because just because i feel like third and longs are one of the most difficult things for any quarterback well, that's part of the problem is that Stafford sees more third more of them than anyone else. That's, yeah. that's exactly what I was getting at. <laughs> um, what what frustrated me today was the third and shorts that we weren't able to take care of. That was the, to me that was more frustrating. We had a couple of short field situations where we weren't able to uh, take care of it, and and that kind of yeah similar thing, right? So that kind of alludes to the when they know what's happening when we've got a third and one, they're like, oh, they're going to run it. They just blast through and they have no problem getting done what they need to get done defensively. You know, I think that's where, you know, and maybe they can fix that a little bit, but you know, it comes back to, you know, the problem the Lions offense have had for a long time. We all, we hear stories about it every year. Like, Oh yeah, we knew they were going to run this one play or, Oh, we knew that they, you know, did this thing. We, you know, we're able to utilize that. All right, caller. Hey, we're going to clear the line and get the, the next one in. All right, brother. Yep, see ya. All right, thanks. Guys. All right, thanks, man. Be well. All right. 248-782-8384-248-782-8384. All right, uh, Case, go ahead and talk about your good news that you wanted to talk about. Well, I got two players, two players that I would like to highlight in the, in the as frame having again. good games. Uh, I, it, it sucks that even talking about players having good games seems to be triggering a lot of people, but um, <laughs> I'm not used to this YouTube chat thing. We're getting used to it, but... having to interact like real time. Okay. Uh, Tracy Walker had a good game. Uh, He had a couple of um, tackles for loss. I don't remember if he was responsible for one of the touchdowns or not, but I didn't see anything he did in the game that was bad, but I did see several things he did that was really good. Uh, There would have been some conversation about whether or not Will Harris or him would be the uh, starter at, at the strong safety at the box at the Joker, whichever you want to call it 
I think Tracy most definitely showed that he belongs there. Drop, yeah, he dropped a pick. So did Coleman, and that sucks. But I'm, how much are you going to hold that against them? And that that really truly does suck because if either of those potential picks had actually been a pick, it changes a lot about the game. But uh, so Tracy Walker had a very good game overall. I was very happy with it. And then there's T.J. Hawkinson. And he didn't show up late in the game, which was too bad. I wish they had tried to use him late in the game. But uh, what he did show was everything that we'd hoped he'd show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he looked good. You know, I think, and this is one of the things that makes me excited about the offense is that we saw Bevel putting a ton of people into motion. It was Hawkinson. It was Amendola. But when Hawkinson was in motion, that's when he was super dangerous. And he made a bunch of his, you know, good plays today off of motion yeah he was able to catch the linebacker flat-footed and he already had a you know moving start yeah it was able to you know and they were able to use him in a lot of different ways too you know there's screen pass and the you know Mm -hmm. etc so that's what i want to see out of him i did get scared and i know chris also felt this way immediately on his first catch of the day on that screen pass where he tried to hurdle the guy and i was like don't you Oh, I Don't screaming. you do it. I was screaming. <laughs> I stood up and yelled at the, at the screen when that happened, man. All right. Hey, really quick. Uh, we got a caller. Let me let me jump in with a caller. But before I do caller, do you mind holding for just one second while I say something that's super, super important? No problem. I appreciate it, brother. Um, just so everyone knows, and I think everybody, whether you're happy, mad, or whatever, this is this is something that means something to you. Um, we are in the early stages. If you If you guys remember, we started our St. Jude charity work. Uh, a little over a year ago, leading up to, you know, through the Senior Bowl, leading up to the um, the Combine, uh, a little bit after that, and uh, raised we raised almost $8,000 for St. Jude, thanks to you guys, had an auction and all that kind of stuff. Um, we're putting together, we're getting ready to announce it. It's not, you know, all the pieces aren't there yet, but uh, we've got something big. We didn't do it during COVID this year because we knew everybody was hurting a little bit and it was going to be a little hard. But um, we got some big, big stuff coming together. This is this blew me away. Some of the things we've gotten already, and some of the ideas we have. This is going to be a really, really big deal. So the, listen, you know, over the course of the ne- next month, we'll talk about it. It's it's going to be a great, great chance to help out some sick kids, and who who doesn't love kids much less want to help the sick ones um so we're going to do it again we got this coming up and we're going to we're going to ask you guys for support during that and uh we appreciate everyone who can who can spare a little bit along the way so stay tuned for that big big saint jude uh fundraiser coming up and uh we're going to help a lot of kids out i promise you all right all right um caller what's your name how much have you had to drink yet so far well my ryan uh i just started drinking whiskey Oh, okay. That's a good choice. What, right. what, what kind are we drinking? Um, Schmalt 12. Okay. okay. Here. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, gosh, though. Yes, I'll, <laughs> uh, I'll pitch in there for your St. Jude deal again, though. Funny enough, I uh, was at the store yesterday, and um, there was those Catholic candles in the aisle, and I was like, St. Jude, the uh, Saint, or patron saint of lost causes, I better buy one. <laughs> For the game tomorrow. There's there's always and a Lions that, connection, my friend. <laughs> and light that shit before uh, <laughs> before the game. My wife needs some nuts. <laughs> and uh, should have bought them all. Should have bought them all. Should just yeah. lit them on the spot. Actually, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> need a time to work. Yeah. Uh, I'll do a 
post maybe on Twitter next week if uh, if I'm going to go get some more. Apparently, I didn't buy enough. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but, gosh, dang, what a soul-crushing deal. Patricia went trending on Twitter. Uh, I'm, I'm just – I'm crushed, man. I'm terrified that they are – going to waste Stafford. You know, I don't know what, what, what a new regime is going to do if they come in and clean slate at the end of the year, but it'll be, but, a, it'll be a complete blow up. It'll be, it, they're, they're going to want to get their quarterback. They're, yeah. They're going to want yep. their quarterback. They're going to want everything. So, I mean, look, that's, that's so it, disappointing. I'll, 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 I mean, I'll be a fan of wherever Stafford goes, but yeah, I can't get the, the uh, lines out. If he, if he winds up in Minnesota or Green Bay or Chicago, I might not. I'll, I'll love the man, <laughs> but on Sunday I will absolutely yeah. wish the worst. Wish the worst upon <laughs> yeah. him. <laughs> but yeah, maybe not there. But you know, it's it's uh, hard. Just, you know, toot toot a little here. But one of my concerns about the Patricia <laughs> about the Patricia regime was the amount of turnover that he was having to make this his team. Yeah. And I knew that if we had a failure here with Patricia, that if it didn't work out, this team was going to be built in a way that nobody else could run it. You like no other coach is going to yeah. come no, into this fair. defense that's the way criticism. it sits yep. with yeah. the way the linebackers play with the way the D line plays. We can probably use the defensive back still because that's pretty universal, but you know, the defense would have to be almost completely rebuilt I mean, we're looking at, you know, a real scary situation with Stafford, just like you said, where now that we're in year three of Patricia, if it doesn't work out this year, if we have another year similar to last year or the year before and they're gone, like Stafford almost needs to be gone, like not just for him, but for the new regime that's going to come in. And I hate it. I hate it so bad. Yeah. Stafford, Stafford's my favorite player ever. You know, I'm a huge Stafford fan, but it sucks. You know, we're wasting, we've wasted prime years already. You know, the last three, four years have really been not great. And I feel horrible for Stafford. I think it was Fox pregame today that mentioned, you know, that he's going to be the 70,000 yard quarterback that nobody ever talks about. Yeah. You know, for good reason, probably he hasn't won anything, you know, and that's not necessarily all his fault, some of it, but you know, it sucks. We're at, we're at a real crappy crossroads here. Almost. If he was on almost any other team at this point through the past 11 years or whatever it's been, I'm, he, I mean, the guy would have, would have done something as far as playoff Super Bowl is concerned. I mean, he's, he's too talented. He's too good. He's too smart. I mean, look at – it drives me nuts with the, with the coaching staff. They, you know, they, they, they had a – you know, whatever it was, a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter, again – let Stafford do it. You know, they, they scored the, the, the quick touchdown at the end of the half when they opened Stafford up. And then, you know, at the very end of the game, there we are again, you know, like, I don't want to blame Swift at all. You know, the poor guy, I'm sure he feels bad enough or you know, but they shouldn't even be in that shitty ass situation. They should have put, kept their foot on the gas and, 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 and closed the, the damn game out. You know, I cannot believe that two years in a row, but uh, Patricia led a team, it, it, you know, ends ends the opener in almost an identical way. And yep. <clears throat> let me let me ask you a question and, though. Bob Quinn too. You let, know? Yeah, like, let me ask you a question here though. Had the Lions said, "Okay, 
we're gonna keep our foot on the gas. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pass the ball instead of doing the 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 run, the run and then then the interception. Whatever. Uh, we're, we're instead of trying to run the clock down right and miss and, and hit the post on a field goal. We're gonna pass. And what if we we just had one like a drive like we had earlier because we had a number of drives that just absolutely stalled and we couldn't get past third down because we couldn't catch the ball or whatever else. What happens if we wind up there and give them the ball back with seven minutes on the clock? I mean, I, I, that's, I, I get the idea of you want to stay on the gas, right? But I'm, 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 we weren't having vast success with the run with the passing game that it made no sense at all to go to the running game. The running game was actually pretty productive for us, and running out the clock was really the prime objective when you're up by 17 points, I think. I, I think we should have been able to expect that running game to execute and get us through there and carry us and, and kill that clock a lot more. I think we should have counted on Matt Prater to get that field goal. I think we shouldn't have even gone to Matt Prater to get that field goal because that is such an absolute that's that play Risden said it in the last show that play and that playing to that has cost us so many freaking games so many games playing and then oh, we're going to fucking peter out at the 40 and kick a ball and maybe make it maybe not but it'll either be not enough or we'll miss the fucking kick as much as as, as Prater's automatic I, I don't know that it's better to, to keep the gas on or run the ball. I just don't know that it would have been a better outcome other than we give them the ball with more clock. And, I, and the opposite could happen, true, right? I, but, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I'm going to provide a counterpoint real quick. You're but they've call been me a bitch, doing it you? like that for three years in a row yeah. and have been losing games yep. because of it. Yeah. That, that would be the counter argument is that they've been doing it the same way the whole time mm-hmm. and it seemingly hasn't worked out one way or the other. I'll Either say they've way. done it without a running game like today, though, right? And so we have one yeah. one data point this year, so it may be different as the year goes on. We may learn, or it may be the same, right? You, you, I don't think your point or my point will be any different. I'm just thinking in the way the game was going today, you're a 50-50 shot if you keep running the same offense you were or you try to run it because it seems like the run game was really, really effective for us. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, I totally understand the point. I mean, and I, and I get it. You know, there's, I mean, hindsight, whatever. You know, 2020 yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. deal. But at the same time, Stafford is out. Uh, you know, out there balling. You know, he's he's uh, he's. He, I mean, he's not even balling. But I would I would rather trust Stafford than. I don't know. I I trust him. I, I would do. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. You're you're absolutely right. I think I feel like, like if like Kenny Galladay was out there, I'd feel a hell of a lot better about that. But we had Cephas, and you saw with Swift, and you know Amendola had a couple of troubled you know troubled catches, and he had some big big catches along along the way as well. Not not to forget those, but nobody seemed like a real superstar out there catching the ball today. I just didn't feel super good about about the throwing offense today. I, and, and I don't even, I didn't have even looked at the stats yet. So I could be, you know, it could be just a, my senses, are, my spidey senses are off. But I just didn't feel like the passing game today was was what I expect out of a Matthew Stafford offense. No, no, I agree. They were running a lot of short routes. They weren't taking shots. And, and you know, I mean, whatever, coaching staff, Stafford, you know, whatever. But um, I don't know. I I just feel... I mean, I don't know. I follow, you know, X Lions players on Twitter, and I—I I mean, I don't know. I trust the opinions of NFL players, yeah. and and that was the consensus, you know. Like, 
what are you guys doing? Like you're being way too conservative. And, well, and, and some of the like short play or short passes was due to the fact that our starting right tackle was out and he right, would right. be going yeah, up against Khalil Mack, you know, like Stafford yes. got needed to get rid of the ball way faster today than normal. When he held the ball too long, it was getting a little sketchy. You know, he made a couple throws in there that were pretty amazing. He was surrounded by guys, but yeah, I mean that, I think that that had to have been part of the play design, you know, of, you know, of the game was to try to just get the, the ball out there. a little quicker. Yeah. yeah. And, and I want to give Sandman credit because he's absolutely right. We've been doing the same old shit. How are we expecting a different result? <laughs> Right, I mean that's what they call crazy. I don't know where you went, case, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Your video is gone, uh, but no, yeah. he's, he's he's he's. It's a great great point, right? And again, we're I'm, I don't mean to play semantic games and say, oh well, hindsight is twenty twenty, and you don't know, right? I'm just kind of trying to put myself in a coach's head and say, the run game has been working well for me, and that's kind of where I th- and I need to kill the clock to hold on to the seventeen point lead. There's only eight minutes left. I'm, I'm feeling like I'm going to do that and then pass where necessary. That's just where my head would be at as as a coach. I totally get what Sam Man's saying. He's not wrong. Um, because when you start putting in the last couple of years into the context with it, then you're like, do you still make that decision? And and I don't know. I mean, do you look at it as a new team or do you look at it as the same old team? They believe it's a new team and they believe they have new players and they believe they have the guys with a new attitude and that bought into their stuff. And um, whether they do or don't, that's where their head's at. And I think that's what explains the decision, whether you agree with it or not. Right. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. I appreciate it. You guys uh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you for taking my call. And, yeah, for um, sure, man. Thanks for the show. I don't know if you guys, one last little thing here. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the Michael Rothstein question at the post-conference or the no, press yes, conference. I did. Go ahead. That was a, that, that was a kind of a dick answer by Patricia. I'm going like, to do that nobody, right now. Nobody's worried about the past, man. Yeah. Like, we're talking about the future you've won nine games in three years yep. you know that's what i kind of touched on in my last piece i will i'll read that out for everybody right now on the show whoever so in case anyone hasn't seen it they can hear hear and, and judge for themselves and we'll talk about it all right brother cool you guys take care keep up the good work Much right. love. Too. and uh i'll buy you know five more saint jude candles uh, and, <laughs> like and the rest like the ones you don't buy <laughs> yeah. yeah we'll fucking we'll see if that fucking can help <laughs> hey, amen my man yeah. we'll see ya <laughs> alright bye bye uh, we need either those candles or maybe some kind of <laughs> some other something to help out okay alright I'm gonna give you the question from Michael Rothstein Throughout really your tenure here, you've had bath, bad fourth quarter. Jesus, I'm going to start over. I, I jacked that. Throughout really your tenure here, you've had fourth quarter leads and lost them. Is there something in your coaching that maybe isn't happening enough in the fourth quarter for you to close out games? Great question. Worded like crap. Thank you, Michael Rothstein, for doing yeah, that to me. Valid question. Very poorly worded, but um, he, He's definitely got a... A voice for print. All right, here we go. Uh, I don't think so, Mike. This is Patricia talking. I think I've got one of the biggest plays in the fourth quarter in the history of the NFL where I think that I did a pretty good job. So I don't think it's that. I think we all know what the individual games are. We have to do a better job. I mean, we got a team that's now different than the previous two years. This team is different. They're different players and they have a different mindset. Look, no excuses. Give the Bears credit. They did what they did and they executed and they scored and they won and we didn't. I'm not looking back. We're looking forward. 
We're trying to make sure that this team that we're building on understands situations and we have to come together better than we did before. Pass the goddamn donuts. I, I may have ad-libbed there at the end. <laughs> <laughs> but that was kind of a, you know, it wasn't, I don't know. It's not the answer I would want. It's a guy that feels the heat, I think. It's a guy that knows that he's failing, in my opinion. Ooh. Ooh. That's interesting. There's no other way for me to take that. That's a guy that knows that he's failed and is continuing continuing to fail and has probably never experienced this before. He's been coaching in New England his entire career where things just seem to work out. And now that he's in charge, I think he's struggling a little bit. You know, we all had hope, but. Wow. <laughs> I'm in pain listening to that. I just read it myself while you were reading that. And I couldn't believe what I was reading. Did, did I have That's the right voice? Answer. Did I have the right voice for it? So should I have done more? Uh, <laughs> or donuts next time. <laughs> um, that's interesting. That, I mean, and, and I don't. I won't. I won't say your tank is wrong at all. I just got the sense that that's a guy who's feeling the heat now. It's a guy who's absolutely feeling the heat. He did not expect to be answering a question like that today. He was not prepared for that question at all. Case, where's your head at? I mean, <clears throat> I'm frustrated, like everybody else. I don't think there's a way to not be frustrated. I know that uh, I want, believe me, that I want to be a supporter of this regime. They have an opportunity still. They, this is week one, so they still have an opportunity to win us back. They still have an opportunity to win games. They still have an opportunity to finish the year positively. Yeah, they as could much be as I, as one. much as I, as much as I like believe that we'd be singing a different tune if one tiny little thing here, there, anywhere in the game had gone different. I think we'd be singing a different tune. As much as I believe that, that doesn't really matter because the score is the score and the win is the win. There's nothing that's going to change that. And it sucks to have a reaction like that. Um, as much hate as some former players for the Lions have gotten for their reactions to things and their immature reactions to things, I'm afraid that was not a great reaction from Patricia. And he's like I said, he's got a minute. He's got a minute to fix it. And um, I hope he not does. <laughs> I want to get back behind it at the moment. It's tough. It really is. It's tough for anybody who wants that to succeed. Here's the thing. I want the Lions to succeed. I don't care about whether or not Patricia succeeds. I want Patricia to succeed for the Lions because I want the Lions to succeed. Right? Mm -hmm. Well, and, and so when you when he starts doing things like that, it makes it difficult to not root against him because I want to root against him in the sense that I want things to be better for the Lions. But I also know, you know, we talked about earlier how precipitous the situation is. And if this situation goes south, how long we could end up mired in absolute disaster. That's exactly it. And so here's, here's where the mindset is, right? You can be angry at Patricia. That's fine. It's not going to change anything really in the scheme of things, right? You can be, you can be mad at the team or whatever, 
But right now, you are seeing probably the last run, uh, unless they succeed, right, of Matthew Stafford with the Lions, the coaches with the Lions. This is the last best chance this team has. And things are going to happen. You can be angry about it and say, ah, throw him out, throw him out. They'll throw him out. If he doesn't have a good season, he's gone. Don't worry about it, right? But when he goes, just just be known that your quarterback's going to go. Your defense, if you think it stinks now, wait till you try it on with a different set of coaches and a different scheme. You're going to have a whole shitload yeah, of problems there. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, your your the, defense is going to be falling yeah. apart. Your offense is going to be falling apart because you don't have a quarterback, and and you're not going to get Trevor this year, right? So you're going to worry for for you're going to be worrying about all that. Your team is going to be just an absolute s show for two years minimum. Two years minimum. You fire Patricia halfway through the season. Does that feel good? Do you feel better? Okay, when are you going to hire your new coach? Oh, he's going to be on a team yep. that's in the playoffs. Well, see, then wait, you're going to have somebody halfway through. What are you going to have, Daryl Bevel, your coach? What's that mean for you? What does that get for you? What does the, 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 the anger and the frustration have to do? You just, we're watching this play out. We're hoping for the best. But, hey, fire Patricia, he will be. He absolutely will be. But just know what's coming behind that. Folks, know what you are going to get stuck yeah, with you, as a team you're if that for. happens. No, so just hope for the best because that's going to take yeah. care of itself if things don't go there well. There will be consequences and they won't be good ones. Yep. yep. And, and I think you nailed it. GB sucks. We are just in a shitty situation. <laughs> it yep. is the way. That's where the Lions are. That's where we've been for ages. That's what unfortunately it looks like will happen unless this team turns around now i will go back and say this was one game i i i I still like what we've seen in the locker room of this team i like what we've seen in the character of the players in the offseason i like that they've gotten their guys we saw you know week one is always a crapshoot anyway i mean you can almost flip a coin as to who's gonna win in week one in the nfl and then you add the fact that you had no preseason at all for any of these guys for any of the rookies and we were relying on a couple of rookies out there. It's 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 a complete coin flip. It's nothing to overreact about. It's nothing to overreact about. We almost won the game. We could have won the game. We didn't. That's all we can ask for. If we're in every game, at least it's exciting, and we'll go on from there. If we win every game, hey, that's good times. I love that. I'm all in on that. <laughs> oh, and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about right guard. Let's talk about um, Crosby. No. Um, oh, but, not, not, uh, yeah, um, sorry, not right. Jonah Jackson, Jonah Jackson, right? He was out there and looking good. I mean, there was, we expected an absolute breakdown on the right side of the line today, and it didn't happen. Right? It didn't happen that resulted in a lot of bad things. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, think yeah. Stafford, you know, assisted a little, but sure. no, for being a rookie going against a well, Bears D line that is arguably one of the best D lines in football, I, shockingly good. Shockingly good. Yeah. I uh, thought all the rookies that played today looked okay, yeah, to be honest. Yeah. You know, uh, it's hard to be a rookie in the NFL. It's hard to, especially hard to be a rookie in the NFL with no NFL speed experience. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the point of preseason games. You get the, the speed feel, and they didn't have any of that. And they just came in and, and looked okay. Let's add this topic to this week's podcast case, the idea of, you know, forever we've said, screw the preseason, let's do something, let's go right to football. We may want to rethink that. Let's let's just discuss have that. Have I ever said that? I've never. Uh, yes, you have. Let's just <laughs> no, let's just add not. that as a topic. Stop talking. I love you, the said, you said whatever I, I said. I'm going to mute you. 
<laughs> this is this is this is interesting. This kind of changes, I think, and puts a new new shadow on what we think about uh, happens, you know, in the preseason and what we expect to have happen. Can I point out something else that was just really weird for me? The fake crowd noise. The worst. It was. It was like the worst. There was times when I like, and and the fox was so late with getting, with getting the graphics up on the flags, and 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 half the flags they weren't caught on camera, so you don't know if they were thrown. The play would happen, and all of a sudden the crowd would like you would hear the ah, and I'm like, what was our flag? What happened? I'm looking for it, and mm-hmm. and no, it's just some idiot at the fucking mixing board zipping up and down on the thing at the wrong times, confusing me as to what in the heck is going on. It was horrible. I was really really frustrated by the low hum of the crown noise and the stupid reactions at the wrong times. I don't see how it could be that hard to hire 16 dudes to be on a volume knob because the the crowd noise wasn't, it was maybe like a two minute loop at best. Yeah. And so, you know, you'd keep it down while the offense is playing something good happens. You turn the volume up, you know, something bad happens. The refs do something that the home crowd wouldn't like, turn it up a little bit more. You know, I don't, it didn't, it doesn't feel like that would be hard to do. Right. But no, it was I'm awful. wondering how was loud awful. it is on the field. I mean, that's my big question. How much of that are they hearing? So they weren't, we, we as an audience on TV, were getting a different feed than yeah, in stadium. I, I knew that part, but I didn't know. I don't know how much they're actually they like, added. Well, they said it was going to be maxed out at 70 decibels, which right. is actually like talking volume. So yeah. it's like a right. white noise hum from the crowd, like, that Which I don't. I, I mean, that part of it, I don't have a problem with because I don't have a problem with being a, like neutral across the league. But but it wasn't. They had, they had crowd in Kansas City. I, this is going to add. I mean, this is going to add. Do you think change. that crowd? That crowd was what? Maybe like twenty five percent of the stadium. Sure, sure. But the reaction that they got was a lot more significant, and you could feel what yep. was happening in that game a hundred times more than you could in the Lions game. You got a sense of that, a little bit of a home hometown, like you're cheering your team, booing the other team, whatever. You didn't get that at they all. But I mean, the biggest, the biggest mechanical. disadvantage of that is the, Man the, does of, it better. Of the crowd is the noise level. Right. Like the, the absolute decibel level, that is the biggest impact of a home field advantage. I'm just talking about as a, as a consumer of the product. Right, and right, then, right. Then, I'm talking about it from a from a like yeah. A it, it's seventy decibels. Advantage. You're never going to change the game, right? But it, it's still the ups and downs of it. Andy's right. They should have people on a mixer moving it at the right time, right? And then maybe through some whistle cheers and stuff in when things go well or something. Yeah, like it get was, a friggin' DJ in there, like yeah. <laughs> You know, no, and, like, I don't care. Or just, <laughs> I don't care. Anything. Just take the Madden one. Let Madden read it through AI on what plays happened <laughs> and play it because they do a way better job than what I heard. It was horrible. Yeah, it was all they so need sterile. is a guy with a good play, bad play button. <laughs> Hit the good play, hit the bad play. Kind of good, Ooh. really good. You know, medium. Hey. Kind of bad, really bad. Right. This. Oh, I got to say it here. This is the first Lions home opener that I didn't hear any booing in my life. <laughs> I tweeted at Fox NFL. I was like, you know, you need to get some boos in here. Yeah, Make it realistic. The crowd Make would be it. losing their mind right now. <laughs> this is not a... Where's the F the refs put chant? Some, put right? some like, t-shirt guns in the stands and throw them. Yeah, maybe Maybe if there were there are some fans, lots uh, yeah. we of cups <laughs> on the field from the t-shirt guns. <laughs> Had some fans with some oh, signs man. giving uh, you know Swift some some mean eyes. Maybe <clears> you <throat> would have caught that last <throat> ball. I would have felt you know feared for, for his life after the football game. I feel like Ford Field would have looked like your band ground, 
Andy, if they did have fans in there, though, I think people would have been off the hook. Again, I, I, I can't. I can't blow up. It's one game with no preseason. We we've got a lot of football still. We've at least got football. So let's let's start being happy about being mad, right? I, I think we can go there, and then we can start thinking about there's a lot of football left, and we know how to, how to react. But I I just can't I can't get too crazy negative this year. I just can't feel it because I know if it, it, he's going to be gone and Quinn is going to be gone if things go south. I just know that that's what's going to happen, and I know what's going to happen after that. And what what gonna, hell we're going to be worse. in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not rooting for it. I don't want to yell for it. I don't want to scream for it. I just want to absolutely hope for the best. It's kind of the ostrich position, but right now that's where I want to be. I don't need all those bad feels. <laughs> all right, call me crazy. Call me crazy. And Wood. Wood needs to go to. I, I would say absolutely not. Wood has done a great job. And I'm going to go to Andy, defer to Andy, who's been the one who, until this year, experienced every the life pre, pre-Rod Wood and post-Rod Wood from a fan's experience. And that's really what he's about, right? That's what he does. Yeah, pre-Wood uh, was not good. Pre-Wood was not good. Pre-Wood, no good. Pre-Wood, no good. No, it, <laughs> you know, as a as a fan that goes to every game that I'm able to go to, uh, the game day experience has been, you know, doubled in quality, maybe even tripled since Rodwood took over. You know, you could argue that maybe he shouldn't be making football decisions like hiring Bob Quinn or any of that. But, you know, really, he's just an advisor to the Fords. And I think the Fords make final say on all that anyway, uh, especially now that Sheila's in charge. I don't think Rod is going to have any say over anything right now. The only thing Rod touches is football, uh, like fan operations. And, you know, stuff like that. He was in charge of getting the new boards in the stadium, stuff like that. That you know, and all that's been great for the most part. Really, it's the play on the field that's been freaking awful. The Wi-Fi. Don't forget the Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah, the Wi-Fi. The cheerleaders. Don't forget the cheerleaders. Never forget the cheerleaders. No, no, it was, it was, he's, Rod Wood has actually been a real bright spot. (laughs) The Detroit Lions. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, for not being a football guy, it's worked out all right. Yeah, that's what we need is more not football guys because these football guys seem not to be able to <laughs> All do the football thing. guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the get the janitor to come out and coach this team. Oh, man. Waterboy style. <laughs> be perfect. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, really quick, I want to tell you if you're going to get your Lions gear, and, and you might as well. You know you're going to watch next week's game. You're in it for all season, no matter what happens. Head over to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. It'll push you right through the site. It's the official site of the Detroit Lions and NFL for the gear. So you get the real stuff. It's not a knockoff. It's always sewn right, built right, and nice and tough. And it's high, high quality. When you use fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com, they give us a little kickback. It helps the show out. We appreciate that. So, uh, do that or if you're going to go shop on Amazon you can't forget about that amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com hook up get set up and help us out keep that ball headed Bezos without that money in his hands take it out of his hands and uh, help it he gives a kickback for sending you over there if you use that that uh, URL and uh, he, I mean he's got enough he's got plenty of money so we'll be okay amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com thank you everybody on that alright guys I think that's it the phone lines are toned down the chat, I still feel the heat. I still feel the heat. <laughs> I still feel the heat in the chat, but it's okay, guys. It may be, yeah, you know what? If you use Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com, you may get Bezos to buy the Lions. You may actually inspire him into that space, and you get the change in ownership that you want because they'll see how important it is. 
All right, Case, the closing thoughts, man. Tell us tell us where you're at and try to put yourself in the middle of the frame. I'm super disappointed. I really am. Like, straight up, I am very disappointed. I know that... <laughs> <laughs> I always know that anytime I try to spin anything in any positive direction, we're going to get some hate for it. Uh, so I was, I was expecting that. So that's not a huge surprise. Thank you for the uh the youtube chat guys um that's that's very much a new thing for us uh if if you aren't on that and you're hearing this later come come join it next week and we'll uh spin the same bullshit (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell you this no 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 i am very disappointed i am super disappointed there are a lot of things that i am upset about um we will have a lot more to say come this week on our actual show uh, when I have some had some time to digest and rewatch and think about what was good and what was bad, and I want to dig into the actual specifics about what exactly was good and what exactly was bad because I think that's a much more interesting uh, take than any of our Tuesday immediate night. emotions. Uh, it was cathartic for sure. I hope it was cathartic for most of you. I was I I wanted to throw things. Uh, this was the first time I'd watched an NFL game, a Lions game, with my girlfriend. Uh, so <laughs> it, she was staring at me disbelief. Former girlfriend. At my reactions shouldn't have moved in together before the several football hours. Season. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Hopefully, I can mend that relationship. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, I mean, I'm glad football's back. It 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 today may not have been the greatest day, but sometimes the worst days in your life are those ones that remind you you're alive. So there you are. All right. And we'll get into the depth talk on this on uh, Tuesday this week, Tuesday, we'll have another live show. Uh, it turns into the, the week's podcast as we always do now. So you can see us there uh, Tuesday case and I will be on the, on the prowl. And then of course on Fridays now we have the pregame show, the pregame kind of re, uh, Look ahead, see what the uh, the preview is, and that's with me and Jeff Risden, of course, the fave, the Riz, and Tony Ortiz, a Detroit radio legend. Just so you guys know, he's a, he used to be the sideline reporter for the Lions. He's awesome, mm-hmm. To. Love Tony. Ah, oh, he's awesome. He really is. All right, how about you? What do you got going on, Sam? Man, what's the the thoughts, the wrap up for the day? I mean, it's an emotional time. You haven't had a whole lot of time to think it through, but where's where's your you know, feels? You know, you would think I wouldn't have a lot of time to think it through, but. My thought is that this feels the same. And that's the scariest part for me is that we've had three years for it to feel different. And it feels the same to me. And if you remember back in, you know, 2017, when Patricia was hired, I was really weirded out by how everything was going down at the beginning. And I still have a weirded out feeling three years later. And it's, you know, it's hard watching, you know, just like the Michael Rothstein question, you know, like why this has been happening over and over. Maybe something needs to change and we get that bullshit answer, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I feel like that is kind of the. Hopefully it won't be, you know, the theme for the season, but right now it feels very similar uh, to everything. So uh, I'm a little I'm a little concerned. On my concernometer, I'm, uh, you know, I'm like a seven out of 10, you know, obviously first game back. It's like you said, it's always a crapshoot. You know, the Bears, even when they're bad, our division always plays everybody tough. 
you know, there's very few gimme games in this division between any of the teams. So I guess we'll see next week, right? You know, if yeah. Green Bay drops 43 on the Vikings defense, I That's hope that, just about that doesn't see. compound. But Mini Widget we'll came see. in in the chat, and we have to play a Packers team that just scored 43 points against the Vikings defense. Vikings defense is supposed to be pretty good. Maybe they're not. Maybe it's a week one flu. Right? We don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, right? Yeah, that's but that's the scary thing, right? Is that we don't know, but what I do know is what I saw looked similar. And it freaks me out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm with, I'm with you. I'll I'll take a little bit of a, a a look at team and say, you know what? I feel like the Lions can can pull this out. I I don't think I'm not writing them off after after game 1 at all. Um I think they look good for a lot of the game. I think they had a lot of issues that I would expect with, again, with no preseason and, you know, they wound up on the tough side of a, of a crappy game that they led for almost the whole time. Is this indicative of the same old story being told? If so, we're in for a couple year rebuild. That's that. I'm, 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 I'm down with it, right? I'm not, I'm not against, and I guess I should be clear about that. I'm not against having to do that. If we don't succeed this year, if we don't, if this team doesn't progress yeah. significantly, Agreed. then I'm I'm down with the whole let's let's blow it up. But just know what blowing it up means and accept it. And and you're gonna you're gonna really don't be emotional about games next year. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> but well, that, uh, and that's the scary thing, right? right? You know, we we think this is bad football. It could be worse. It could, it could be a be whole worse. lot worse. Yeah. It'll always be worse. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. That's why I'm I'm gonna try to maintain as as long as I can that kind of happy face and um and hope that this was just a, an anomaly. We'll know we'll know. I don't even want to say it next, next week. week yeah. After what we saw out of Green Bay this week. I don't know after who knows, next who week. Who knows, you know? Who knows? You know, if something happens, something weird happened and we surprise next week. The story gets flipped so fast, you know, everybody's going to be breaking their neck. Well, so. the thing is, though, I don't know that we win next week. And that's the oh, thing. Oh, and I'm not saying I'm And not that's saying the I thing that, that really makes this difficult we because <laughs> we're going to be coming off of this emotional loss here at a real low for people, right? I, I'm, I'm yeah. surprised at how low people are and frustrated people are this well, week. It's, it's I think it would really have been taking easier. me by surprise. But yeah, it, I mean, coming it off of that easier. and going into the Packers, I think it, after, the pack, after the Packers game, if we don't win... I'm 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 really I, this is crazy. We're set up at that point. Remember, it was it was what was it last year? And then game three, we beat the the Patriots, and then everybody jumped back in. We don't have a game three. We don't have a Patriots game to really bounce back against. You know what I mean? What is the yeah. the the Cardinals at that point? It'll be like, oh, who cares? Right? I I just am really worried about this fan base and the reaction. Uh, I feel overreaction to this game. It's only one data point in such a weird space. We'll take it, and move on, and and see what happens. Um, you know, I think that there's a little bit of a hangover from last year as well, yeah. because I think a lot of people feel like Patricia got a pass for last year because Stafford got hurt. Right. If if Stafford didn't get hurt and they lose all those games, is he still here? You know, is yeah. No, that's know, a fair question. Yeah, it's a little harder to say, right? So I think you, that yeah. the, the hangover is real. I think that a lot of people probably feel similarly to me that. Like it feels like 2019 is running into 2020, and that's a that's a bad that's a bad feeling. Even though you know technically we should be looking at them separately. Yeah, and you think about you know people. I, I think in the off season a lot of time we said, "Hey, can you imagine what if we had a new coach this season with COVID? That'd have been crazy." Eh, it's kind of a throwaway season. Maybe it is a good season because again, we're. It's, I hate to say this, right? I'm, I'm but <laughs> it, maybe it's because you tra- yeah. you're always training your coach. 
right? Yep. You're, you're training your GM. You're not going to get, you know, you're not going to get Lynch over here. He's not leaving San Francisco. He's You're not going to get Belichick over here. No, none of the good GMs are leaving, right? And finding a coach, none of the good coaches are leaving their teams either. You're going to have to roll with somebody that isn't, on, isn't proven. Mm-hmm. And, and and so that's a, just a whole nother gamble, not even resetting everything, the gamble of rolling with someone who's not proven. I'm I'm wondering what the hamp stamp is gonna look like on this team. It's it's gonna be I do not envy um Sheila Hamp Ford and ownership right now with what they're facing because oh my god, this is just an absolutely ab- abhorrent decision you just took over. And who wants to who wants to take over something like you know in this kind of condition? This is this is a mess. This is an absolute mess. So the, the team has to get it together, folks. I think we all kind of need to take a breath. We need to kind of say again, get back to that. It was a one, it was a one team thing. We saw some good stuff. We saw Adrian Peterson pull some good stuff out. We're gonna hope that it was an anomaly. And uh, next week have a really really competitive game win or lose walk out of there saying you know something this team has a lot more than we thought in week one and then get on with the rest of the season maybe we pull one out i'd be happy as happy as hell with that but get on with the rest of the season and pull some wins and see you know are we that eight and eight team that we thought we were because if we are i think it's a little different you know it starts it starts tough what if we we win in the last four games of the season where's everyone at are we overreacting the other way Does, do we keep do we keep what we got going and double down again another year you know, people held that against Caldwell when the Lions won their last that's six. Right. That's right. And it went seven and nine. Yeah. It's, it's a you cr- know. crazy time. Crazy time. All right. That's a whole other conversation. I'm never going to complain about firing Caldwell. But Yeah. Yeah. No, no. We where's he coaching right now? With him. <laughs> where's, where's he coaching right now? <laughs> All right. That's it. We're going to go. We're going to keep moving, and uh, we're going to look ahead. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll help you guys out with uh, some of your pain. I, I know it's not really healable. I'm actually surprised at how emotional and negative folks are yeah. this week, and I think oh, there's – It was frustrating. It was frustrating. It was one, of the, one of the more frustrating moments I can remember. So Okay. With that, we are going to call it a, game, a, uh, a week. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This long, long post-game show. Um, we were here for you. We had a lot to talk about, a lot to think about, and a lot to project, prognosticate about. But we got you. So remember, the show needs your involvement. Hit us up in the subreddit. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. We appreciate all of that. Also, Patreon is a great place to support us. We appreciate everyone that does that. It helps us with their, their senior bowl and what we would normally do with training camp and all the servers and all that stuff. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. The most intelligent Lions chat on the internet, bar none, period. Full stop. Nothing else to say. Little as a dollar a month to the Patreon will get you access to the Slack. You'll get an invite. Again, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Facebook's a good place. The Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast. Instagram, Detroit Lions Podcast, and Twitter. Give us a follow on Twitter. We love those follows. DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast, the very best place to see case. Trying to talk you off the ledge. <laughs> Give us a call via Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us in the Lions line. 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. You can leave a message there. And uh, we'll get your messages on the show and the weekly show. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, also go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can pop up in your ears automatically. Or you just can subscribe on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Good times. A lot of fun. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters yet. No hot tubs. Yet, no problems, baby. We're your Detroit Lions and Reddit.
connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.